Hello and welcome to Princess and Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah and Kevin sat down to talk about Onward. How's it going? It's alright. <laughs> With everything going on, it's kind of crazy, but you know yeah. how it is. Traditionally, I try and like... Like, with the last episode I did, I said, hey, we're not going to talk about coronavirus. But, like, because of what's going on, like, how this movie even came to, like, be available, we're definitely yeah. going to talk about it in this one. Yeah, we so, kind of, like, have to. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll start real quick. You've been on an episode before. You talked about The Lion King, which is the highly, most highly requested episode that people are like, oh, can I do The Lion King? And I'm like, no. Sorry, <laughs> Kevin's already done it. So, if you listen to that episode, you know who Kevin is, but Kevin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself just a little bit, tell the audience how you know me, and what um, you got going on. Yeah, so, I met Hannah whenever we were in undergrad. We were officers in Student Government Association for whenever I was in my last year of college, mm-hmm. and I think that was, it. that was your last year too, right? It was my last year and a half, because I okay. went through the following December. Okay, so basically we were BFFs for one calendar year in undergrad, and then, yeah, so we basically have been friends since, and that's about it. Yep, but, like, we didn't hang out or anything, so that's why we say we're best friends for one for calendar one year. For one calendar year. <laughs> because we spent a pretty significant amount of time together. Yeah. Because we had to. <laughs> we were forced to. Zeke made us be friends for one calendar year. <laughs> or be best friends. Yeah. Although I guess we could have had our hours not overlap. Yeah, that would Whatever. Be yeah, just sitting there by ourselves. It would have been fine. So let's get going. What is your movie? We picked Onward. Um, and the reason why we picked the movie is because... Uh, I went and saw an advanced screening like in early March. I absolutely loved it. And when I heard about Disney Plus, like moving it to streaming, I immediately was like, this is absolutely something that I want to watch because I need a distraction right now. And so I texted you immediately to see, hey, do you want to do Onward? Because it's basically a new movie that wouldn't have been out on any kind of streaming service at all. And now it's on Disney plus. So if you have Disney plus it's free. So it's, I was like, Oh, this is legit. So I got excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I immediately said, yes, I checked to see if I could get an advanced screening ticket when they announced they were doing the advanced screenings, but they weren't doing any in my area. Then I planned to watch it the very first weekend of spring break. And like, it was still showing at that time. Like, I even looked at tickets, and I was like, I just don't think it's a really good idea to go to the movie theater right now with all the people. And so I was like, well, I'll just get to see it, you know, in a couple weeks when, you know, this thing all blows over. And, you know, here we are. So I think I probably got to watch it about the same time that I kind of expected to go see (laughs) it in the theater. But whatever. I'm disappointed I didn't get to see it on a big screen. I feel like this would have been a really epic movie to see in the theater with yeah. the sound. Because the soundtrack's really good. But It was it was really good. I had a... So the advanced ticket screenings, they, or the advanced screening tickets, obviously, like, fill up a little bit quicker, right? And so our seats were really bad. Like, we were in the second to first row. And so we were, we had the reclining seats, so it was fine. Like we weren't having to crane our necks really, but it was like the distortion that you get from looking that far, 
that at that angle is really yeah. weird. So whenever I watched it again, I was like, oh, this looks way better than it did. <laughs> Although like the sound and everything wasn't as good and it wasn't, you know, as big. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, the proportions of the characters are a lot better. Make so more looks, sense. Yeah, they work way, make way more sense now. Okay, can you give me an overview of the story? This is the point, I never usually give this disclaimer, but obviously there will be spoilers in this episode. Since it's such a new movie, I feel like I should be like, hey, yeah. if you want to see this movie, I would recommend like cutting off right here, watching it, and then coming back to hear us talk about it. But yeah, yeah just give us a... I don't think we spoiled anything in The Lion King for anyone. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you hadn't seen The Lion King, that was on you, yeah. like on the listener <laughs> Yeah. So basically the overview of the story is it takes place in like a magical world, right? And where magic has basically kind of gone by the wayside because technology was easier than magic. And so people <laughs> just were like, oh, I don't have to learn how to do this. I can just flip this light switch and turn on a light bulb. And so basically it just became like a modern society, but they still have like elves and like goblins and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, a modern uh, city is where they live. And there's a teenager who's trying to become like more confident, and I think he's turning 16 in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to become more confident, and he discovers a spell that can bring back his deceased dad for one day to visit, because his dad passed away before he was born, and he has an older brother, and the older brother knew the dad, like met him whenever he was little, but the main character, Ian, hasn't been able to meet his dad. So they they start to do the spell and it messes up and only the bottom half of the dad comes back. So Ian and his brother go on a quest to try and bring back the top half of their dad as well. And through the rest of the story, Ian learns magic to assist in the quest. Most of the magic spells require you to be confident in your actions and that makes him confident because he has to be confident to perform the spells and so basically it's a way for him to like grow up and mature a little bit like not just because of experiences but because he literally has to to do the things that he has to do at the end of the quest i mean this is a huge spoiler but at the end of the quest they get to the point where they're only going to be able to bring back their dad for like a minute and uh the main character ian allows his brother to visit with his dad to say goodbye because he didn't get to say goodbye whenever he was little while he fights kind of the final boss because he realizes that his brother growing up was his father figure and that his brother didn't have a father figure really and his actual father was his father figure and so it was more important for his brother to be able to say goodbye than for him to just you know meet his dad in the first place so it was really touching and heartfelt and it's pre- I, I really liked the movie. It was really good. Yeah, I was a fan. So what are some other thoughts you have about like the storyline or the movie as a whole? So, you, you know, we talked in our Lion King podcast. If you haven't listened, go listen to that one, people. We talked about how one of the one of the lessons in that movie that Mufasa teaches Sim- Simba is bravery isn't not being scared. It's overcoming that scared, like that fear to do what you got to do. And this is... I like it employs that kind of too, because the kid's very, very, very scared of like everything mostly. And he has to overcome it. So I I really like it. I think this movie is going to be considered kind of a classic in my brain, at least because it has that Pixar magic where stuff like breaks you down emotionally, but it's a really fun ride. And, and it's going to, I think it's going to be extra memorable just because of all the stuff going on in the world right now. And like, you know, I'm going to remember that time that, the movie theaters had to shut down and Disney, you know, the multi-billion, billion dollar corporation said, you know what, we're just going to take this movie that's already been released and put it on Disney Plus 
because we're not going to make any money. So might as well give it to people. You know, it, it, it like the circumstances is going to make it more memorable for me even, I think. But I think I still would have really liked it even if it wasn't surrounded by all this craziness going Chaos. on. Chaos, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about characters. A quick list are Ian, which is the, really the main elf, Farley, who's his brother, Laurel, who's the mom, the Manticore, who's pretty <laughs> epic. So I didn't even know the dad's name was Wilden, but you yeah. found that. Good job. Props to you. And then Colt, who's the uh, mom's interesting boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I realized that, well, I, I looked at the IMBD thing to see what people's name was. Because I didn't know the mom's le- name or the dad's name. Gotcha. So who's your favorite character? So I think it's stupid whenever people have the main character as their favorite, but it's Ian. Just because, you know, he's the most, uh, he, he's the one who grows the most. But um, if it's not him, then it's the mom because she's really intense and, like, determined. And, like, basically as soon as she finds out her kids are in trouble, she, like, goes through everything. Like, breaks the law, does all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, um, just really, like, she actually reminds me of what a mom would do. You know what I mean? Like, in she, that I think she was, yeah. yeah, she was, like, an actual, like, she wasn't perfect she you know she kind of obviously would have been better off if her husband hadn't passed away but she was doing the best she could kind of deal and I thought it was really relatable I was kind of curious what her profession was what I don't do you think, think they she ever, does they don't I don't say even, I don't think they ever talked about it I just was thinking you know like she's doing aerobics at the beginning of the movie and then she's home when Ian gets home so like hmm. I don't know I just Maybe thought it was interesting home. Maybe yeah, she I, was, like, I, teleworking because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or she was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, so my favorite is probably either the Manticore or Barley. The Manticore is so de- indecisive of what she wants. And then, like, she decides what she's going to do. And she does it. And then she, like, realizes the consequences right after she does it. <laughs> when she has, like, a fit in the tavern. And yeah. then, like, the whole place is, like, about to burn down or something. I don't even know. And so, like, I really like that character. And then I like Barley because I am a really big Chris Pratt fan. Yeah. And, like, Barley to me is Chris Pratt. Yeah. Or Andy Dwyer. Like, Chris Pratt kind of plays the same character in everything he's in. And so, like, I even felt like Barley made some of the same facial expressions that Chris Pratt makes when you see him. I just, I really liked him. He was like the mix of Andy Dwyer with Ben Wyatt. If you ever watch Parks and Rec, Ben yeah. Wyatt is kind of like that nerdy, that that has, like, his game that he plays. Mm-hmm. But then he's epic like Andy is. I, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it is Chris Pratt is kind of, to me, filling a role that Jack Black used to fill in a lot of movies. Like, he's just like this super intense, like obnoxiously, like rock on kind of dude. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah. Jack Black isn't really doing that anymore. I feel like Chris Pratt is a little cooler, though. I feel uh, like Jack I Black think... was more like goofy. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which Chris Pratt started that way when yeah. he was Andy on Parks and Rec, but then like he evolved Guardians more. Of the Galaxy, yeah. He yeah. Got super cool, yeah. <laughs> but I think you're right. Yeah, he's like a he's definitely like a more mainstream because I mean Jack Black was definitely mainstream, but I feel like Chris Pratt is like you know he's Extra like considered mainstream. like a yeah yeah. What do these characters make you think of? I kind uh, of already told mine. 
Yeah. Oh, so uh, the mom reminds me of like my mom because my mom had to raise two kids on her own and was just like doing everything she could. And I remember whenever I was younger, I would like walk out and my mom would be doing like aerobics in the <laughs> living room. And so that just like reminded me. I was like, oh, yep, that happens. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's I feel like thing. this movie, even though it's set in such a fantastical world, like it feels very down to earth. Oh, it's so grounded. Yeah. Yeah, which is so weird because of the setting. Another set of uh, characters that I kind of saw a parallel in was Mike and Sully in Monsters University because, like, Sully has uh, the ability to do whatever he wants. Like, he has the ability to scare. He doesn't have the know-how. And Mike mm-hmm. Wazowski has the know-how. Where in this movie, Barley has the know-how because he's played that quest of yore. And... Uh, Ian has the ability and so I thought that was a similarity that I saw uh, between the characters <laughs> yeah you see it you accept yeah, you accept I, yeah, my I accept premise yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just weird because like Solid's the big one and Barley's the big one so yeah. you would think like they would be similar but they're not let's talk about quotes what is your favorite quote from this movie um I guess it's kind of hard like when we just recently watched it because I don't know what's going to stick around in my brain really yeah. But I guess that it's whenever they're being chased by Colt and um, Ian's like, I I can't run from the cops. And Barley goes, you're not. You're running from our mom's new lame boyfriend. And um, then more cops show up. And then Barley's like, OK, now we're running from the cop. <laughs> and then yeah. um, I also like whenever they do the spell initially and they only get half their dad and uh, Barley goes, there's no top part. I definitely remember dad having a top part. <laughs> like, I'm confirming this isn't yeah, right. Just so like, you know, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, I like both of those a lot. Another thing that I meant to talk about when we were talking about characters was the fact that Colt drives a Bronco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is a Bronco. It's just funny. But my favorite quote is right after the manticore, like, loses it in the tavern and the police officer is, like, trying to do the, (laughs) um, trying to do the police report. And he goes, last name. And the manticore says, manticore. And the officer says, first name. And she, like, pauses and kind of, like, squints and then is, like, the. (laughs) Yeah, that cracks me up. So, obviously, there's not a sequel, but what would you do if you were in charge? Um, well, let's see. What well, would you want first off? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I'd be down for one because I always think, you know, with these Pixar movies that they they usually tend to wrap stuff up pretty well in the first movie, no matter what, like in case they don't do a sequel. And then they can do like a one off and they'll be fine. Or they can expand it. Like, you know, Toy Story had a pretty good ending. But then they came out to a Story 2, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4. And they're all pretty good. Um, And then, oh, uh, Finding Nemo resolved yeah. pretty well. And then they came out with another one, which, um, you know, they're, they're pretty good at making a second movie in general. And so if they did do one, I'd probably be down. I don't know if they need to, but... Um, if they did do one, I think they could go and make Ian an adult now, and he's trying to raise his kids, having never had a father growing up, and he has to, like, figure out what he should do as, like, a responsible father versus his father figure 
which is his brother who's barley who's not very responsible <laughs> but he was like very supportive and stuff and that's like the point of the movie is he he yeah, was his yeah. father but he wasn't responsible and so um I think it'd be really funny if like, and Barley shows up and now he's more responsible or something like it'd just be like, they could play with it a little bit and just make it interesting if they just, you know, did like a time jump, but they might, I mean, Pixar does random stuff all the time and I don't know where they would go with it. Yeah. I, I really like this idea. So I think that they should hire you to make this movie. Oh yeah. I mean, I need a job, I guess. So (laughs) So there we go. Be like, Um, what? What did you do? I was an optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to check eyes again because you become oh. <laughs> a famous screenwriter. Yeah. What's your favorite moment from this movie? Well, so when the like the part that made you cry, whenever basically Ian, I mean one of the parts that probably made you cry, um, when Ian realizes, hey, my brother is my father figure, and he supported him and like taught him how to catch a ball and all this stuff. And he like looks back on his memories and his brother was always there for him, like doing the dad stuff and like teaching him how to ride a bike and everything. And it was like super sweet. And you know, you're just like, Oh my God. And then um, whenever he decides like, Hey, my brother is going to see my dad because he didn't get to say goodbye to my dad. I don't need to say goodbye to my dad because I never met him. And he is my father figure. And that was just like, really like, you know bittersweet and you're like oh my god that's so sad but it's so good <laughs> yeah yeah so it was it was a straight up tearjerker like the last like 10 minutes like there was some really good action in it like that last yeah. like 10 minutes of the sh- of the movie where you know he has that revelation they have the they start having the battle scene he says hey let you can see dad and then they finish that that epic battle scene which that battle scene was really good for like a kids movie yeah like i was like oh whenever like it he... wasn't too violent but no, it was but it also was... very intense yeah it was like and it made and everything that he did made sense right it wasn't like oh he unlocked a new power he just learned he just did the things that he was doing the entire time and then whenever he accelerated the sword i was like oh like <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about unless you've seen it but like the bat the very end action sequence is it's like legit for like a family movie. It's like pretty good. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah. dang, Pixar yeah. probably had someone from like Marvel come in and be like, hey, how should we do this? And they were like, we'll have Thanos snap. And they were like, no, <laughs> we can't do that. No, no, we're gonna stay. <laughs> I I thought really hard about this because like I feel like the movie is so cohesive that there really aren't like other than that scene, like it there aren't a lot of like moments that you like focus on because they all just flow together. I don't know if that makes sense. And so I am going to take the easy way out. And I'm going to say I don't have a favorite moment because I love the movie so much. I know that's weak. but Oh, dude. But what about, okay, the scene where they're in the gas station and the pixies are, like, getting mad at them. And she says something. She was like, hey, pal, you got a problem? And, like, the dad's body, like, flops over and it looks (laughs) at her like, like, uh, like he's trying to look over the shades that are like what i don't know yeah was, yeah god that was such a, like everything is just and when so... barley's telling her that the like that sprites are supposed to fly and they're like <laughs> no we're not and you're like what do you think like why why do you think you have these wings like what yeah, he was like <laughs> you he says i uh, no, you actually used to be able to fly you just 
stop being able to because you stopped doing it for so long. And they're like, you calling us lazy? And he's like, no. I'm calling your ancestors lazy. <laughs> That's a really good one, too. Yeah. Okay, final thoughts. I want to talk about a few things, and then I'll let you share your moment of what you want to say about this movie. So there are plans to explain like, the Onward universe in the future, starting with the game that's in the movie that Barley loves so much, The Quest of Yore. They're going to make that into a real game, which in my mind is like, have you ever played Settlers of Catan? No. Everyone always assumes I have just because I'm a nerd, but no, I haven't. <laughs> I did assume that based on that. Yeah. Well, I've played it, which I am not a nerd. I mean, I don't think I'm a nerd. Okay. You disagree? Like, I don't you really like... have a podcast like... about Disney movies, you're probably a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not a nerd. Disney is not a nerdy thing. I mean, if you have a podcast over it, though. <laughs> I agree, Whatever. Disney itself isn't nerdy, but having a podcast over Disney. Hannah, it's okay to be a nerd. No, it's not. Okay. I'm not a traditional nerd. How about that? Sure, I'll sure. I'll take sure. that. You're a quirky Anyway. Yeah, like I'll Zoe take Deschanel. that. You're Zoe Deschanel of the Disney yes. world. Cool. Yes, okay. I agree with that. I will accept. Okay. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, Settlers of Catan. So I think it's going to be like a card strategy kind of game. Mm-hmm. And then there's also plans for a lot of books, like a graphic novel involving the Manticore. Um, I actually just got a book based on Onward for free from Amazon yesterday. Oh. I'll have to, yeah, I'll send you the link about that and I'll put it in the show notes. It's free until April 16th or something like that. So that'll... Yeah, jump on. Our, our listeners will have a few days after this comes out to try and download it. But go ahead and tell us your thoughts. Yeah, so if if you have Disney+, Plus, and even if you don't have Disney+, Plus, you should go freaking get Disney+, Plus or like rent this movie because it is awesome. And I would recommend getting Disney+, Plus just because there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. And, you know, you're staying at home right now anyway, so you ain't got anything to do anyway. You might as well watch National Geographic, Marvel, whatever Disney stuff you're into. Um, They have everything on there. But this movie is freaking awesome. This is like one of the Pixar magic movies. Like, I'm going to straight up compare it to Toy Story, Up, Finding Nemo. Like, I think it's on that level. Like, do you think so, too? Yeah, I I definitely think it's on the same level as Up in that you're so emotionally invested Uh in the whole thing. Yeah. And, like... I think it's, like, funny, like, Finding Nemo is funny. I don't know if there are quotes that'll come out like there were in Finding Nemo, though. Right. Finding Nemo is very quotable because of Dory, basically, right? Yeah. Like, you can just quote just Dory all day. Just keep swimming. Just yeah. keep swimming. It's just so easy. But I, I straight up think that this is, like, if – I don't know if it's going to monetarily do a lot for Disney because of everything going on, but I really hope that they at least realize that they have something good on their hands because it's – it's. I think it's like a classic, or it's going to be a classic. It's obviously not a classic yet, but I think it's going to be like, it's a, It's definitely something that you should invest your time in. And it's what, like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, it's not very long. It's not like all the movies that are coming out now that are like two, two and a half hours long that are like kind of too long. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a normal length movie. Like they kind of should be, and you are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I I definitely think the one element that it's probably missing to make it a classic is what you said. Like, it's not quotable. super quotable. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the setting. You know, it's set in this, like, fantastical land where there's not really 
anything that we could compare it to. And I'm really not a big fantasy person, and I really, really liked it. Yeah, I am a fantasy person, and I really liked it. So, like, either way you go, like, if you're not someone who usually watches fantasy stuff, like, you're going to be into it. I didn't think that it was, like, something stupid enough to where I was like, oh, this is, like, a degrading (laughs) fantasy stuff. I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, Well, thanks so much for being on. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Princess in the Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter and TikTok at Princess and Pod. Make sure to visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. Hope you live happily ever after.